0: You know, over the fa- the actually this last uh, summer, we've been talking about make no little plans here. Make no little plans here. So hopefully over, the la- over this summer, you've started to think bigger. That in your home, you've started to expand your vision. That you're not just taking the words that are spoken and go, oh, that's awesome, that's good, I can make a magnet out of that, put it on a t-shirt, but it's actually something that you're starting to apply to your life. I know over the last few weeks, we've been talking about fear. I know pastor, if you don't know, if this is your first time here, I am married, sleep with the pastor. He is my husband. Uh, We have a license to live in the same home. I don't call him pastor, so I don't, you know, normally I call him honey, I call him babe, but that'd be awkward, you know, babe said, you know, so we're just, yeah, anyway, anyways. So pastor talked, I, Lord, he wants me to be like Sarah and call him Lord, Lord. I said, sorry, I haven't been quite renewed to that yet. We're working on that. Uh, but he initiated or started off the fear part of this message with a, with a, with a, a sermon, a message called Fear is a Liar. Then after that, uh, Rob Golden, whom we all love so much, he spoke a message about... Having courage over fear. And then my favorite son-in-law, my only one, but he's still my favorite. Um, He talked about the antidote to fear, which is God is with you. And it's so important that if you missed any of those messages, go back. Go on our church app. Listen to them. It'll be, it's life-changing, okay? It's for your benefit that you do that. So, you know, in our lives, we are starting You know, it's being brought to the forefront of our mind to start believing for some big things. I know, it's hard for me to call him pastor. I want to call him Randy, call him pastor, call him honey. Honey, babe, pastor talked about Joshua. And he, he talked about how God was leading the people into the new land and he gave them you know, some, some things they had to do for their yesterdays. And then he talked, you know, they, they needed re- to, to receive healing from all their past hurts. They can't get stuck in yesterdays. And he even talked about tomorrows, how tomorrows, you know, there's going to be amazing things that happen in our tomorrows. Right now, we are in the today part. We talked about how point number one was to, to make sure that, that you prioritize and prioritize the word of God first, That the word of God isn't just a truth, it is the truth. The word of God is unchanging. Your opinions, they can change. The societies, their opinions, it can change. Trendy culture, it can change. The word of God will never change, and it is the truth. So we have to prioritize the word of God in our life. The second thing we're on, and we're going to probably finish it up unless he talks about it again next week, is we are in uh, the number two, which was position. We have to take up the right position. And the position we're taking is a couraged position, a courageous position, one that fears no evil. A place of courage, a position of courage that fears no evil. Now in Joshua chapter 1, verse number 1, we're going to read through the word of God because it is our priority. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun Moses' assistant, and he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you. I want to speak that over us today. The time has come for you. I don't know what you've been waiting for. I don't know what you think you're waiting on. But the word of the Lord today is the time has come for you. Well, when? The time has come for you. So Joshua, he says, a time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. Listen to what God says. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you'll be on land I have given you. From the Negev in the wilderness in the south to Lebanon mountains to the Euphrates River to the Mediterranean Sea and all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live for I will be with you. That's the main reason we can fear not is because God is with us. He says, I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead. These people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. He says it again. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Don't deviate them. Don't turn either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study The book of instruction, continually. Meditate on it day and night. Be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. He finishes it by this. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So God now is telling Joshua, you're the one. You're the one who's going to lead these people. Now I imagine, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I can imagine that Joshua could have a little bit of PTSD. The Bible says that Joshua had been with Moses since he was a young boy. In fact, num- Numbers 1128 says, ever since Moses was a young boy, I mean, Joshua was a young boy. He had been Moses' assistant. That means Joshua had accompanied or went with Moses everywhere. He was on the mountain with God when God showed up and wrote all the commandments on the tablet. He was on the mountain while they were doing writing the, the, all the commandments on the tablet, hearing about all the people down below who have already forgotten their promise to God, and they're building golden calves and worshiping him. He was in the the temple or the tent of meetings when Moses would go in and commune with God. In fact, it said when Moses would leave the presence of God, that Joshua would stay there and linger while the presence was still there. Joshua was actually one of the spies that Moses had initially sent in 40 years ago to check out the land. And he was only one of the two that came back with a God report. Joshua just got done roaming 40 years in the wilderness for something he did not do. But because the people who Moses was leading rebelled against the word of the Lord and feared. So now Moses dies and Joshua now is responsible to lead these people so he's standing there no wonder God had to tell him don't be afraid be courageous listen don't be afraid boy be courageous I know you've been around this mountain before I know that you toured with these people all through the wilderness heard their complaining don't be afraid be courageous don't fear, don't fear, don't fear. So Joshua finds himself at the same exact place he was 40 years earlier. But now Moses is dead and he's in charge. This is why I think God was so direct with him. Have you ever been up against something that you saw, been up against the same thing that you saw someone else up against, but yet they... Were destroyed by it? Yeah. Have you ever been believing God for something or standing at the verge of a miracle only to have flashbacks of someone else you loved, experienced that same thing, but being defeated in it? Yes. I think a lot of times, whether it's physically, whether it's financially, whether it's spiritually or relationally, we stand with our feet up against a promise that God has given us that we look over our shoulder and we see people who maybe we've hang, hung out with, been on the verge of that same promise. Maybe it's people in our family who were standing, getting ready to step into that, that same, believing for the same thing, only to look over and you see that they failed in it or they died of it or they were rejected by it or they didn't make it. But yet we're standing against that promise and God has spoken us to us. We need to be of good courage. We need to step over. We need to possess. You know, I, find, I think a lot of times we can find ourselves in that same place where fear will set in. I've been here before. It didn't work last time. I've been here before. It was promised to me last time. Did you know that God wanted those people to enter in 40 years earlier? It wasn't God. It was the people. I think in our lives in order to obtain the promise that God has in front of us, we have to strictly look at the promise that God gave to us. I can't base my faith in what God has promised me on what my neighbor is believing. God to pr- said to them. I just can't. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know the battles they're facing. You don't know what God has told that. You don't know the li- you don't know. That's why we have to make up our mind. I don't know about all that. All I know is I'm going to stand and I'm going to believe the word of the Lord. We can't let other people determine our future. If so, we'll fear, we'll step back, and we will not be courageous in order to possess. Anytime God calls us to do something bigger, whether it's to lead our family forward in a God way, not a world system way, if it's to build our business in a God way and a not world system way, if it's to handle our money in a God way and not a world system way, our marriage, our health in a God way and not a world system way, there will always be an opportunity to fear. Opposition and fear will always try to stop us. That's why it's it's so important for us to be here today, because God has bigger, God has better, God has such good things in our future, and he wants us to possess it, but we have to know what to do with the opposition and the fear that comes our way. In John chapter 16, verse number 33, Jesus is sitting with his disciples, and he says, I've told you all this, so that all the things that were going to happen, he says, I told you all this so that trusting me, you'll be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. Listen to this. Jesus is saying this. In this godless world, you'll continue to experience difficulties. Huh. Amen. Oh, man. I know some of y'all want to wipe that out of your Bible. You cannot do that. It's still there, right? He says, in this world, in this godless world, you're going to continue to experience difficulties. But he says, take heart. That word, those words there, take heart, it means be brave. Be courageous. Do not fear, because I have conquered this world. Can I tell you, this world is messy. Your life is messy sometimes. Your life is, can be confused sometimes. In this world, we are always going to have an opportunity to fear, but we have to choose on purpose not to. We have to choose not to. You know, God wanted his people to possess that land 40 years before, but they yielded to fear. When you yield to fear, it will keep you out of God's promise. God wants it for you more than you want it for yourself. And it's only fear that will keep you out. Now, we've heard this over the last few weeks that fear is not just a feeling, that fear is a spirit. We know in, first, in 2 Timothy 1.7 that God hasn't given us that spirit. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear. God has given us power, love, and a sound mind. Did you know God wants your mind to be sound? God doesn't get any pleasure for us being stressed out, freaked out, panicked all the time. That is not God's best for you. That is not God's best for you. That spirit, that tormenting spirit is not a God thing. God didn't send it to you to try to teach you something. In fact, he wants you to resist it. It's not from him. Fear is not just a feeling, but it definitely does produce feelings. And I feel like that's where we live a lot of times, is in the feelings of fear. You know, the Bible says that fear has torment. Would you all agree fear has torment? You ever been sleeping in the middle of the night and wake up in a panic? Why? Because all of a sudden you felt this overwhelming, something's not right. It's just not going to be right. My kids are here. My, my money's here. My, my, my relations over here. My job is here. And all these panic thoughts, what is that? Fear knocking at your door, trying to torment you. But what are you going to do with it? Get up and watch a movie? No, you better realize that it's a spirit coming to steal the promise of God from you. And you better stand against it like it were an intruder coming in your home. It's not just a feeling, but it will produce feelings. It has torment. The enemy wants us to fear so he can push his plan on us. Faith is what receives God's plan. This is what we need to know in this place, and I'm not just going to assume that we all know this. Fear is what receives, faith is what receives God's plan. Fear is what opens the door to the enemy's plan. Hebrews 11, verse number 1, it says this. Now faith is the substance or the actual existence of things you hope for, the evidence of things not seen. On the other side of this, you could also say this. Fear is the substance of things dreaded. Fear is the substance of things dreaded. In the Amplified Version, it says it this way. Now, faith is the assurance, the title deed or the confirmation of the things we hope for, divinely guaranteed. And the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality. I like the way it says it right here. It says faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. That's why when we say you got to have faith in God for your finances, and you're saying, "Well, I don't see any money in my bank account yet." Yeah, but when you have that confident expectation that the word of God is true and that God is your provider, you can have you it, you can comprehend that as fact. Your mind will start producing peace in your life because you know, you know, you know, it's fact to you that money's showing up in your pocket any minute. Now, on the other side of that, fear comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced or what you can't see. Both faith and fear influence your mind to see as fact what isn't yet revealed to your senses, fear and faith influence your mind to see as fact what isn't yet revealed to your, sen- sen- uh, to your senses. That's why you can ex- be experiencing some symptom, little symptom in your body. I mean, you might just have a slight sore throat, slight. It's like <clears> throat> That should only last a day. It's been two days. I'll Google it. Oh, throat cancer? Oh, oh, oh. And fear sets in, right? Then all of a sudden your mind starts saying, you don't just think it, it's fact. Girl, you better get yourself to the doctor. You better make sure that they scan everything and don't just stop there. Make sure they scan and they scan and they scan and they scan till they actually see the cancer Do you believe you have that fear has established in your heart because fear will see as fact. Make your mind see things as, as fact. You know, the other, the other morning I was home alone. And uh, I had put, okay, when Randy's gone, sometimes the cats come in. I'm confessing. Okay, so I locked the precious dogs up into, uh, upstairs, and, you know, I let the cats in. I'm sorry, I just do. Okay, so they're playing in the house, and then I'm getting ready to go get dressed, so I take all the cats and I make them go outside in the garage. Okay, so I shut the door, and I lock them in the garage. I open the door. The dogs are now free to roam. I'm alone in the house with the dogs. I'm in my room getting ready, and I'm in my bathroom, and all of a sudden I hear this bang, bang, just this banging, this clamoring, this noise that sounds like someone's inside my house. Well, my dogs are freaking out. You'd think there'd be guard dogs, but they're standing, woo, 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 you know? And they're going crazy, you know, barking in a certain location. Well, out of my room, I have to walk out and I have to look over to see the, the bottom floor because our, our room is on the top floor. I, that banging stirred panic in me. I knew immediately someone is in my house, right? That fear, someone is in my house. And so this noise, so I'm standing there, seriously, no one can be here. I'm like, Hey hey you know and you I hear it bang 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 I'm like someone has to be in the laundry room downstairs I mean it's too loud kind of sound like a blind hitting or something hitting I'm like something is in here so I run to my closet and I get my personal protection device and I ain't I ain't talking a stiletto I said Jesus please don't let somebody die today of warning don't come to my house unannounced we might be having to pray for a resurrection life-giving love of jesus show up okay so now that i'm armed and dangerous i was a little bit more brave right so i'm like i had to say shree hand chill yourself out right calm yourself down get a hold of your thoughts i shut the door Took a deep breath, looked at my cameras on my (laughs) security system. No one's out there. I'm like, sure, you're panicking over nothing, right? So I walked downstairs and, you know, I had my gun. I chilled after that. But I walked downstairs and I opened the door. You know what it was? The cats eating the weather stripping off of our door. Pop, they'd pull it and it'd go, pop, 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 banging against the door. So in my mind, fear caused me To have this scenario in my mind that I thought was fact. Because fear makes you think crazy things. Fear will open the door to the enemy's devices in your life. In fact, Job chapter 3 verse number 2. You see, Job says this. The thing I greatly feared has come upon me. Because when you meditate fear thoughts for long enough, you'll start believing they're true. True. And whenever you believe something's true, you open yourself up to it. Job 33, verse number 25, in another translation, it says this, For the terror of which I meditated. See, I like how this puts it. It's not just a fear thought that comes in your head that makes it the most horrible thing, and a fear thought comes into your head and it just opens your door to the enemy's tactics in your life. No, it's the fear that goes into your mind that you meditate on. We're all gonna experience those panic moments like I did in my house, because life happens. We're all gonna experience at times feelings of fear. It's the fear that fear thoughts that I meditate on that open the door for the enemy to work in my life. That's why Job said, those fear thoughts that I meditated on have come upon me. Those things that I have dreaded have befallen me. That's why recognizing and standing against fear is so important. Fear receives the enemy's plan, and we don't want any of that. Romans chapter 10 verse number 17 says that the way faith comes is by hearing and hearing and hearing and meditating on the word of God. Fear comes the same way. Fear comes by meditating on and meditating on and rehearsing and rehearsing the enemy's plan in our mind. Fear comes the same way. Fear chokes the word of God and will diminish our expectation of good. God has promised us a bright future. He's promised us a better tomorrow. God has promised us amazing things tomorrow. If we'll prepare and stand in courage and fight against fear today. It says in Mark chapter 4. In this story. It says on the same day. I think Andrea alluded it to it just a little bit ago. When evening had come Jesus said to the disciples he was with, he said, let us cross over to the other side. When they left a multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and the other little boats were also with him. In a great windstorm, Hillary showed up. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. He was in the, Jesus was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they awakened him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? He arose and he rebuked the wind, said to the sea, peace be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. And you'd think he'd turn to his disciples and say, come here, guys. You poor babies. Come here. Why were you so freaked out? Come on, guys. I was here with you. Come here. Let's talk about this. Tell me what part of this you were so traumatized by. Have you had bad experiences with the storms in the past? Let's t- Okay. I'm being a little facetious here. But... Jesus did not look at them and say, guys, I'm proud of you for freaking out right now. No. He said, why are you so fearful? Why didn't you do something about this storm? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you had no faith? Listen, there's going to be storms in all of our life. We already read that. There's gonna be messy things. There's gonna be opposition. Your family is not always gonna feel perfect. Your money is not always gonna be dreamy and feel perfect. Your job, your, your business, the way the world system is happening is not always gonna be a bed of roses. No, it's gonna be messy. We are all gonna have an opportunity to fear. The opposition always creates great opportunity to fear. And fear makes you think irrational. They came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, don't you care that we're dying? Jesus, don't you care? Can I tell you, we do the same thing? We're experiencing physical issues or relational issues or money issues. Jesus, don't you care? Why? Because we're thinking irrationally. Somehow we think because we're in the struggle, we forget that Jesus is there with us. And he's given us authority to go through it, to go to the other side. We tend to forget that he's in our boat. And instead of saying, oh, thank yourself, because he's God, thank God that you're here in the boat with us, they're blaming him for their issue. They're blaming him for their problem. That's why Jesus is saying, what you, listen, why are you so fearful? They believed what fear told them over what Jesus told them. Fear said they were dying. Jesus' faith said, we're going to the other side. I don't know what's between here and there. I just know I'm getting there. God says, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. And I don't know all the process of getting from here to there in your life. I just know that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. God has promised a storehouse is full. I don't know what it's gonna look like and what that process looks like between here and there. I just know in the end, storehouses are full. Why? Because fear says they're not, but faith says it is, and I'm not opening the door to fear, are you? No. In Mark chapter five, verse number 22, they tell the story, Jesus tells the story, the Bible tells the story of Jesus encountering a man named Jairus. Verse number 22, it says, Behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came. His name was Jairus. And when he saw him, Jesus, he fell at Jesus' feet. And he begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So if you were to read on, Jesus looks at him and says, Okay, let's go. And they start on the trip to Jairus' house. Along the journey, if you've read the Bible at all, you. Find out that this woman who has had this issue for a super long time interrupts the trip. She shows up. She has an encounter with Jesus. It takes a while. Jesus ends up performing an amazing miracle in her life. She reaches out, touches Jesus. Healing flows through her. But in the process of that, time went by. And the, the Bible says while they were still speaking in verse number 35, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house And they said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Verse number 36 says, overhearing but ignoring what they said. Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, don't be seized with alarm or struck with fear. Keep on believing. See, this is what I love, and we can learn from this. There's going to be a lot of things in our life that are going to be trying to get us off. Your dream is dead. It's not alive. There's no no hope. Quit seeking Jesus. Quit following Jesus. It says, Jesus heard all those things, overhearing but ignoring. There are some things in your life that you just need to ignore. It says, don't be seized with alarm or struck with fear. I love that. Jesus paid no attention. He heard them say it, he didn't even deny what they say. He didn't even look at Jairus and said, stop it. Don't believe him. Don't listen to them. You guys, get out of here. What are you trying to do? Stop it. Quit saying that. He didn't try to beg Jairus. Don't listen to him, dude, don't he? he just said, you keep believing. You keep believing. You don't be afraid. He forced Jairus to refocus. He said, don't let fear stop you. Keep on believing in the messiness of our life because things Happen, No doubt in this room, there are people who have received doctor's reports that are not favorable. In a room this size, there are people who are experiencing financial issues that are just waking you up in the middle of the night, screaming at you to the point where you're so frustrated, you just don't know, you feel like you're going to snap. Some of you, relationally, your relationship is not going the way that you want it to go. And you're freaked out about it. You're stressed out about it. The enemy's sitting on your shoulder saying, see, I told you it's not going to work. See, I told you it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. It's not for you. And we so are in such a place of panic. We have to choose in the middle of the noise not to fear. Listen, I am I am human like you. I am human like you. Just because I sleep with the pastor, I get no spiritual Like, you know, promotions or anything with God. Like, okay, you don't have to experience, you know, life. You just be you. You just live in the glory. No, I experience life just like you. My life is messy just like you. I have to get up every day and make a choice, make an on-purpose decision that I refuse to fear. Chaos can be going on in my money. I refuse to fear. I know what my God has said and on that I will stand. Symptoms show up in my body just like they do yours, but I have to stand and say that -uh. I will not fear. I will not fear. I keep my eyes focused on what the Word of God says. I get my focus on what God has promised me, and I will not fear. I will be brave, and I will be courageous, and I will see the goodness of the Lord right here, right now. So for you to think, ah, you're the pastor, that you know, it always happens. No, 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 no. Because not only do we have a tendency, you know I mean, we experience our own stuff. Because our life is messy too. Not only that, but we carry the care of the church. I don't like when the enemy is messing with your family. makes me mad. I'm going to go get my not shoe. When the enemy messes with your health and you are freaked out about it, I feel that. I fight for you. When your kids are messed up and you're believing God for better and you come and share that with me and you say, can you please pray? Can I tell you? I feel that with you. I carry that with you. That's why I am so bold today to stand in front of you and say we have to stop fearing. We have to together stand knowing that God is doing good things, good things, big things, life-giving things. We are seeing the life of God in this place. The interesting thing is we close this morning. The interesting thing getting back to the book of Joshua in Joshua chapter 2 he's got the people now <laughs> now he's responsible to get all these people into the promised land where God wants them and they haven't always cooperated but he's got a trust I'm called I'm anointed God is with me I will not fear I will be of good courage I will not fear I will be of good courage so then Joshua himself it says uh, in verse number one of Joshua chapter two, Joshua secretly sent out two spies. He's like, forget that mess of sin and 12. There were only two came back with a good report. I'm sending my two faith-filled guys in there. He's all, he sent out two spies from the Israelite camp, and he instructed them. He said, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan, especially, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out, came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab, and they stayed there that night. If you're reading the story, the king found out that the two men were there spying at the, out the land, and he sent orders for them to be brought out. But Rahab had hid them and told the king, oh, they were here, but they already left. And if you and your men go after them, you'll probably catch them before they get back to where they came from. Verse number 8, though, it says, Before the spies went to sleep la- that night because she had hid them, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. Listen to what she says. I know the Lord has given you this land. Listen, this is the enemy territory that is saying this. He says, I know that the Lord has given you this land, she told him. We're all afraid of you. What? Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. What? Are you telling me I wasted 40 years wandering around in a wilderness because I was afraid of an enemy that was afraid of me? Yeah. 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 He says, we've heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. We know what you did to Sion and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. The enemy is saying this. Our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing this. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above the earth and the earth below. Are you kidding me? They didn't have to roam around in the wilderness like that. Because the people they were afraid of was actually afraid of them. The whole reason, listen to this, that the enemy is trying to stir fear. In you is because he is terrified of you let me say that again the whole reason why the enemy is trying to throw fear at you take it take it take it right open the door to it open the door to it fear me fear me fear me is because he is terrified of you he is terrified in the God that is in you it says in Colossians 2 15 That Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, including fear, including sickness, spirit of infirmity, including the spirit of poverty, mammon. I'm telling you this. Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. By the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. Can I tell you the fear and the trauma that you're experiencing concerning your health is because enemy knows Jesus already whooped the spirit of infirmity. He has no authority over you unless we open the door through fear and let him torment us. Again, I'm telling you, fear is terrified of you. Getting this revelation That you don't have to live in fear and torment any longer, but you can square your shoulders and you can stand up with your two feet on the ground and you can be courageous and you can push past anything that the enemy throws at you. In Luke chapter 10 verse 19, it says, now you understand, Jesus is saying this, now you understand that I have imparted to you my authority. What does that mean? As believers in Christ Jesus, I don't stand on my own anymore. All heaven, everything Jesus Christ paid for, the spoiling principalities and powers and choking them and and making them his prisoner, that now belongs to me. He says, I have imparted to you my authority to trample Over the enemy's kingdom. Get this. Jesus Christ has given you the power and the authority to trample over the enemy's kingdom. Over fear, over lack, over despair, over anxiety, over torment, over terror. You will trample upon every demon before you and you overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. Any believers in Christ Jesus in this place? I want you all to stand. Let's all stand. You know, we don't fight the enemy with a stiletto. I don't fight the enemy with a gun, a rifle, Uzi, AK. I don't fight the enemy with my long fingernails. That's spikes on the end the coffin cut. I don't fight the enemy with my fists. I don't stand against fear, yelling and screaming at him. Stop it. Leave me alone. Stop it. I don't, that's not how we win. That's not how we conquer. I'm telling you, it is so much easier. It is so much easier than that. But The enemy's trying to sit on your shoulder right now. Go, don't believe her, don't believe her, don't believe her. That's dumb, that's dumb. Can't be that easy. Why? He's terrified of you. Telling you the enemy is terrified. Terrified of you. The enemy is terrified of you. Sickness and disease is terrified of you. Poverty, lack, terrified of you. Anxiety, terrified of you spirit of strife and division trying to separate you from all the people you love terrified of you terrified of you the enemy is terrified of you the enemy is terrified of you and if we can have that revelation that enemy is terrified of me I'm not the one should fear he should be very afraid and he is why do you think all the strife is going on in your life right now? Why do you think all the confusion is happening in your life right now? Because we're getting ready to step into big things in this valley. As people in this valley born-again believers, If you're a part even of this church, we believe we are on mission. We are taking over territory. There will be homes restored. There will be bodies healed. There will be signs, wonders, and miracles happen in this place. Please do not get up to that Red Sea and look back and go, yeah, but it didn't happen for them. Didn't happen for them. Can you realize on the other side of that Red Sea that your enemy is terrified of you and you have no reason to fear none? So, Father, in Jesus' name, God, right here, right now, in this moment, I know who I am. You say it. I know who I am. Listen, I don't know what's been messing with you, but you better open your mouth and talk with me right now. I don't want to do all the fighting for you. I can, and I'll do it to the best of my ability. It's more effective when it comes from you. Let's all say this, in Jesus' name, I stand boldly and courageously in the name of Jesus. By the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, I say to you, fear, listen, open up your eyes. You're not praying to fear, we're talking to him. Don't give him that courtesy. Don't close your eyes and fear, please leave me. No, we are not praying to fear. Uh-uh, no, 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 no way, no however, uh-uh, no, we're going to open our eyes, say this, in the power and the authority that Jesus Christ gave me, fear, don't look at your neighbor, you look straight straight ahead, fear, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave my mind Leave my money, leave my body, leave my family, leave my home, leave my business, leave my relationships, leave my church, leave this valley, leave my country, leave my nation. In Jesus' name. Say it again. In Jesus' name. Listen, you all better stand up and you better fight. If you think this world is going to get easier, you bumped your head because this world isn't gonna get easier. I just want it to go away. I just want it to stop. Listen, God created you for such a time as this. He didn't create you to be wimpy. He didn't create you to be passive. He didn't create you to be, roll over, let somebody else do it. No, He created you to fight. He created you to stand. You better fight for your family. You better fight for your family. You better fight for your family. You know why Jesus needs you healed and healthy? So you can lead your family into the kingdom of God. Do you know why God needs you healthy and wealthy? So you can lead your family into the kingdom of God. We at Celebration Church are for signs, wonders, and miracles. We are for the fact that Jesus Christ paid for a lot of things. And one thing is to give me authority over the spirit of fear. I declare over you today, you are courageous. I declare over you today, you are brave. I declare over you today, you stand strong knowing who you are and who lives in you. I declare that over you today. You are not a wussy warrior. You are not a wussy warrior. I'm a a, a lover, not a fighter. Listen, can I tell you, love draws a line. Love fights for their family. Love fights for their neighbor. Love fights for the next generation. Father, I thank you today for who you are. God, I thank you for your spirit in this place. God, I thank you for the promise that you've put before us. God, that we will see God the goodness of the Lord right here right now God I believe that we will see greater things God I believe that the the big plans you're causing us to dream shall come to pass shall come to pass God today we position ourselves in a place of courage that stands against in total opposition to fear we will accomplish what you've called us to We will possess what you've called us to possess. God I thank you for the grace and the ability to do that in Jesus' name. You know, while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I don't know, you might come into this place and you're like, I did not know what I got myself into. Can I tell you, if you do not know Jesus, God has a better life for you. God didn't create you just to, to, to breathe, to live, to be stressed out, to be frustrated, to live in fear, to be tormented until the day you die. God put you on this earth to walk in victory, to conquer and take territory everywhere you go, to share the goodness and the life and the love of Jesus Christ. Maybe you came in this place and you're far from God. You have no concept who God is. My prayer is you just didn't see a wild, crazy person sweating, spitting on this platform, but that you experienced the presence of God. God has so much good for you it doesn't matter how broken your life has been doesn't matter how good you think your life has been god has more for you i want to give you the opportunity to open your heart to him to give your life to surrender your life to him the bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that jesus christ is lord that god raised him from the dead man it's life changing the jesus The spirit of life that I was talking about that gives you authority over all things moves in on the inside of you, oh yeah, you'll still experience junk in life, you'll still experience mess in life, but you can walk through it with an authority and a confidence that you're not going to roll over and die, you're going to conquer, and you're going to walk in victory and everything God's promised you, it shall come to pass. If that's you in this place, I, I just want us to all pray together. Let's say this. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit my life's messed up, and I want to be right with you. I ask you to forgive me of every sin. Today I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for life change in me, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks for listening. If this impacted you, and you'd like to partner with us, go to salvationchurch.cc/give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.